What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turned Ours Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. It's another great week in golf. I'm just going to start it off. This is going to be a little bit of an ego boost here. Jack and I freaking crushed it last week. Like, you're welcome in advance if you took any of our advice because between the two of us, we made lots of money. Jack, a little more than me, but I hope you followed us last week because that would have been a very beneficial week for you. How'd your week go, Jack? Oh my gosh, it went phenomenal. I mean, minus the pick, the fact that I finally got you on a winner's pick, that was yes. probably the highlight, but we both went four and two in our bets. So eight and four combined, we're up a ton of units. If you guys would have followed along, you would have got some money, which is the whole goal of this. So super cool. Honestly, one of the coolest tournaments I've watched. Nice to see Rom go pretty much wire to wire. Obviously it wasn't exactly the case, but just awesome to see that. And a lot of people that, we talked about previously on the pod in terms of maybe not the biggest names in the world really came up pretty well. Akita Yama, Davis Riley, Davis Lipsky, yep. Nate Lashley really came up and guys that we talked about. So just a great week overall. This is the first week, by the way, um, our winners picks. We did pick a winner. Jack took John Rom. Um, obviously, as he said, he beat me. It's hard to beat the guy that wins it. It's nice to know that the only, re- only ways I lose to Jack and those are when he quite literally picks the winners. <laughs> Um, yeah, John, John Rom crushed it throughout most of the week. I mean, he started out strong and just kind of stayed steady throughout the rest of the week. It wasn't overly, you know, lights out on the weekends. Obviously, I think he was a couple, he was three under Saturday, two under Sunday. So there were a little bit of rough patches, but he was able to just kind of smooth sailing, whereas other people ran into enough bumps along the way. But I agree that watching the course itself on TV, it was a very pristine looking course it looked very awesome with the mountains in the background and you had the water on the side it, it made it very picturesque i guess this is a nice fancy way to word it so it made it very pleasurable to see yeah 100 percent. all right how, so obviously we did well on bets how'd you do on dk DraftKings? yeah so that is kind of the thing that it's really tricky to kind of talk about um only because in um our lineup I kind of kicked your butt. Yeah, we don't got to talk about that, all right? I, 95 I points exactly. John Rom, obviously winner. Cameron Champ, sixth place, stud. Uh, Sahith, 24th. Kodaira, 15th. Sung Kang really fell apart on round two and barely made the cut, but yeah. still got me points. And then Adam Svensson, out of nowhere, three over on day two, really killed me. But overall, in the money. There you go. That's a good way to do it. As Jack said, I DK was the one section of the weekend that I did struggle in outside of picking Chris Kirk as my winner, I guess. Uh, but FanDuel was better. But on DK, I had John Rahm, obviously, who won. Matt Jones, who just struggled all weekend, but made the cuts for tied 59th. I had the gala as well. Solid tied 24th. I hope you put him in lineups. Uh, Brian Stewart at tied 42nd. Peter Uline, who missed the cut, and Ben Griffin, who missed the cut. Two kind of shots in the dark. Unfortunately, I went a little heavy on the top end with John Rahm and took some chances. Jack's chances worked. Mine fell through. So Jack made the money and I didn't. But what about FanDuel, Jack? What do you got on that? Yeah, so obviously with FanDuel, come on. I kicked your butt by 65 points again. Let's just talk about the dominance in John Rahm first, champ sixth, Lanto Griffin. Obviously, when you picked him, he was last in the entire tournament. When I pick him, he's 15th. Sahith 24th, Grayson Sig 33rd, Kira Dechi Arfa to Barnarat 61st. 
um, was great pretty much up until the final day where he shot three over. But he had a hole in one though, which is cool. Yeah, there you go. I, I, my family loves Kiridachi, and and for whatever reason, they were rooting for him way more with you than they were with me, any of my picks. And so, of course, it, it happens that way. But yeah, your lineup again on both sides, your lineup crushed. But on FanDuel, I also made the money. So even though you beat me on FanDuel, it wasn't that you beat me and I played bad. It's just that I played well and then you played above that somehow. Well, yeah, I think minus the guys that missed the cut for you, I think your worst guy was like 30th. Yeah, tied, tied 29th. It was quite impressive. I did a lot of moving around on FanDuel, so it's, it's going to take me 10 seconds here to kind of walk through it all. So I had Rom. Obviously, he won. And then I had Aaron Wise. I switched to Sebastian Munoz. Wise finished tied 6th. Munoz tied 29th. Slight loss. I had Russell Knox. I switched to Chris Kirk. They both missed the cut. It didn't matter. I had Matt Jones. I switched to Cameron Champ. That took me from tied 59th to tied 6th. And then I had Brian Stewart, and I switched to Patrick Flavin. Went from tied 42nd to the missed cut. And then I went from Brian U, or, or Peter Uline to Satoshi Kodaira. So I went from missed cut to tied 15th. So all in all, I ended up having four guys make the cut, and my worst guy that made the cut was Sebastian Munoz at tied 29th. That was the main reason yeah. I was able to make money on that because when you looked at most lineups, they had five or six people making the cut, but I just got really lucky with my four guys that made it doing really well. Yeah, that's how you do it. You just got to get lucky. So, all right. Do you want to quickly run through your bets? Obviously, as you said, we went, what, eight for eight for 12? Yeah, so um, mine that one, pulling up my sheet right here, Cameron Champ, top 40, done, lock. Heath, top 40, click. John Rahm, top 10, click. Gino, top 40, click. Um, Patrick Reed, plus four on Sunday to miss top 40 by one shot. Yep. And then Abraham Answer just did not look like himself this week, so my top 20 bet on that one lost. So for the week, I'm up 2.35 units altogether. There you go. So yeah, Jack, as Jack's lineup did really well, we both had Heath Tagala top forty. We both won on that one. So I I, I love that you picked John Rom top ten, and then I had John Rom top forty. Hey, wins so, a win, baby. So wins a win, we'll take it. But yeah, I had Rom top forty at minus eight hundred W. Chris Kirk top forty at minus one thirty five. That's an L. That's an unfortunate one. Tagala uh, top forty at plus one twenty win. Nate Lashley top forty. Jack was not high on that pick. I don't think last week. I'm gonna be honest with you. That was plus 175. That was I don't think win. I was necessarily high or low on that specific pick. I just think you were that whole week. You're like, I'm gonna do a shot in the dark, and it happened like four or five times. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> it it worked out. You know, I took my chances, and 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 it all paid off. Um, I did have Patrick Flavin top 40 at plus 200. That was a loss. And then I did a, a trio. I had Lanto Griffin over Mark Hubbard and Grayson Sig at plus 180. That was a nice W to see. So I went four for six. I was up 1.95 units. So we'll just call it two, two units. Um, obviously, Jack had John Rahm as his winner last week. Good win. And I had Chris Kirk, which we won't talk about because he missed the cuts. <laughs> um, so that was that. Do you have any other thoughts on the weekend as a whole? Honestly, not. I mean, it wasn't really like nothing controversial happened. It was just a really good win for John Rahm to finally see his stroke really come together. Um, so this might be the confidence boost he needed going into the second half of the season coming up, but 
it'll all just be left to seem because it wasn't necessarily like a master's level field. No disrespect to a lot of the people out there. They could still beat them on any day, but I didn't see him go out there and shoot 62, 62, 62, 62. It was just, it looked like he was at the end stages of finding his game. So I think it's definitely something to monitor for the next couple of weeks. But like I said, nothing really controversial that happened in that whole week. Yeah, this definitely makes John Rom dangerous now for any future majors. You know, getting one, getting a win under the belt, I think is is big for him. He not that he it had been a long time. I think it was almost a year since his last win. But getting getting one at this point, right before these next couple majors come up and these big events, it's going to be a big confidence boost for him. And I think that will make him very dangerous in those fields. Oh, 100 percent. I think if you know you have the confidence to pull off a shot or a putt, whatever the case may be it just adds an additional level to the game and especially how good of a player he is. You just think about how the confidence in a 22 handicapper when they know they're going to hit a shot versus a plus 11 or whatever he is just makes a whole lot of a difference. So definitely something to watch for. I don't think he's, yeah, he's not in this week, but hopefully next week after this, he'll be in and we can definitely circle back on this one. He's not, but let's get into it. Let's get into this week. We are at the Wells Fargo championship. Now, the big thing I'm going to state right off the bat, almost every year this is played at Quail Hollow. Um, This year, that is not the case. We are at the TPC Potomac in Maryland. Uh, You're going to wonder why it's potentially not at Quail Hollow. So that is going to be the home of an event down the road, the President's Cup. Um, That'll happen in in the fall. So that'll happen in the fall. So obviously, they're not going to do Quail Hollow twice. So now they're going to do to the TPC Potomac, which used to be home to the Quicken Loans tournament, which was in 2017 and 2018. It was played here. So there's a couple things to look for uh, when I looked at the models here. Driving accuracy is very important at this course. It is 7,150 yards, and it's a par 70. So it's a little bit shorter of a course in terms of the in terms of the range. So as we all know, I loved Christian Bezwedenhut at the beginning of the year. This would have been a great course for me to pick him. Unfortunately, he's not in the field. Uh, but putting is something that may be worth looking a little bit past this week. Because again, you, you got to make it into the fairways off the tee here. Uh, so last year's winners, again, it's a little weird because it's a different course. So in 2018, when it was the Quicken Loans, it was actually Francesco Molinari. And he ran away with the field that year. I think he beat everybody by about seven strokes. And then at Quail Hollow last year, it was Rory McIlroy. So those are just some things to keep in mind for it. Do you have any thoughts, Jack, on the fact that it's uh, it's at the Potomac this year instead of Quail Hollow? Yeah, I think it's kind of cool. I mean, I like watching Quail Hollow. I think it's a cool course, but I definitely think that the change of venue was necessary with the President's Cup. Um, but what's cool about this is I know you don't necessarily take or you think driving is really important. I really look at, especially in my picks, green and regulation. I think this is, like you said, tee to green is really good, but I think bogey avoidance is probably the key to your lineup in this. Obviously, we don't really pick straight up winners in terms of our bets or looking at FanDuel. So I think getting bogey avoidance and just proximity around the hole in terms of your approach is going to be a really key separator in getting your double up and winning $10,000 off your $1 bet. I, I think that is, a, uh, I think mine also does coincide. We're not too far off on that because I think yours is all about 
obviously bogey avoidance is a lot of like being in the right positions off of the tee and then making sure that you have good iron play to avoid those big numbers. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that so. fairway, uh, fairway avoidance on the drive is not important. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that's what I looked at on top of the driver play. Gotcha. In terms of really okay. taking that game, I'm not, yeah, driving is important at this course. It's because not, yeah. When I was looking at it, especially in the past, a lot, if you got into the rough, you were going into like forest on this course. And that is the, it is very hard to make par, obviously, from the forest. Yeah, but, of course. But what I look at too is since it is a par 70, you know, you're not going to have six par fives, like some courses, you know what I mean? Like you really have to take advantage and really play on those par fives. But the end game is going to come down to taking advantage of the four par threes and the par fours, which unfortunately a lot of the top golfers in the world go, I need to birdie or Eagle every par five and I can par every par three um, and go out there and just dominate the par fours where in this case it's going to be how the par four players take it. Yeah, definitely. And so we will have to kind of keep an eye on that, but let's, are you ready to get into the, uh, to the 10 K range kind of start? Well, you ready to get into the Rory McIlroy range and then join it in with the rest of the 10K range? Yeah, 10 slash 11. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, let's 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 get into it. What are your thoughts on these first five guys? We got uh, Fitzpatrick all the way up to Rory. Okay, so here's – this is a weird situation because right off the bat, I think Rory is the overwhelming favorite to play this, and there's no doubt as to why. Yep. But the fact that he's $900 more than the next guy is really alarming. It – it's not like last week where I said you'd be stupid to not take John Rahm and that obviously paid off Mm -hmm. this week. I'm not saying that it's stupid not to pick Rory McIlroy. Do I think he's going to go top 10? Probably. I genuinely think that, but for $900 less, you're taking a guy that might be your fifth or sixth pick and bumping it up to a category where it might be your third or the fourth. So it's something that definitely follow along with and you take your gamble on Rory McIlroy, but that is not the guy that I'm necessarily throwing in my lineup right away. The, the, the thing I noticed with Rory is that with Rom last week, it felt like a steeper drop-off after the first, like, two or three games. Whereas I feel like this time, obviously, Rory is kind of, like, in a league of his own, if you can't tell by the price. But for 1500 less, Matt Fitzpatrick, if you're telling me I can get Matt Fitzpatrick, Corey Connors, answer for anywhere between 1000 to 1500 less, it's, it's obviously a, a lower feeling in terms of the price drop off, but I don't feel as uncomfortable as I did about it last week. And I think that's Mm. kind of what you're going for. Yeah. I mean, obviously Tony Fino is such an interesting one that I don't really know how to handle it because he's obviously coming around and finally getting his game. But I really like Corey Connors and Matt Fitzpatrick this week. Those are the two guys that I'm targeting in terms of this. Um, Corey Connors obviously only has that one top 10 this year, but he's just consistent as they come. I mean, Look at his last bunch of starts, 12, 6, 35, 26, 11. That's just a, you know, it's just a leaderboard player. And you're not going to get probably a win per se. And that's no disrespect to him. But then you look at Matt Fitzpatrick. Well, (laughs) Matt Fitzpatrick, (laughs) half of his events have been a top 10 in cuts that he's made. So when he's playing good, he's on the leaderboard. And for $1,500 less than McElroy, with the same chance that he gets on that leaderboard page, I like him too. Okay, I see you. I, I so so Corey Connors just to get on him. I like him. He will probably be the highest owned golfer on DFS this week. 
Because I agree, his irons are great. He's got great driving accuracy. He goes up and down. He just makes good putts, and he makes birdies all day, and he gets to the top of the leaderboards. I think he's great. If you play him, you play him. Just know that he will probably be the most owned golfer this week, in my opinion. Probably. If, if you want to – I do like Fitzpatrick as well, but if you, I think if you want to be different, I really like Abraham Answer this week based on his metrics. Obviously, he, he did not do amazing last week. He still made the cut, so it wasn't too bad but he's got really good driving accuracy and he's going to be low owned because of last week and all the concerns that people had on him. So if you want to do it a little differently, obviously you can go Corey Connors and Fitzpatrick, or you could even go like answer and Corey Connors just to kind of keep things a little different. This might be the first week you choose answer and I don't, I know I might, I might be sounding the alert just in case you don't, but we'll I think see. you have to do it. Well, yeah, I'm not there yet. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think all the guys like we talked about in this range are going to be good. Um, so I think we just go right on down to the nine. All right. What are you thinking? We got a couple names down in here too. We go from uh, Patrick Reed all the way up to Terrell Hatton. I think Mark Leishman will win this tournament. Okay. I really do. And I think that for 9,700, this dude's a stud. I put, I put all my stake in him right away. And I think that this is the guy that I want to go in my lineup. Okay. I mean, it's Leishman. I mean, I get it. He's top, he, you know, he's top 40 guaranteed and he's, especially considering it's not like a full fledged, like masters type of field. I, I agree. It's, it's a good pick. I don't know. I, I'm big on Gary Woodland this week, actually. Um, I like Gary cause these are the kinds of uh, tournaments that I feel like he does well in these shorter courses with not the maximum field this just screams a Gary Woodland course I think there's going to be a lot of people that like Russell Henley he doesn't miss a lot of cuts say. um he's got a couple top tens so I think he will be good there he's kind of steady but I don't mind dropping down to Gary Woodland and picking Gary Gary in this range just based on how he does in the past yeah I was just going to say the exact same thing and Russell Henley's his only missed cut of the year was last or two weeks ago at RBC I think he's going to be a heavy pick and I again not a wrong pick at all, but one that I think might be a sneaky pick, and obviously this is not a popular pick by any means, is I think Patrick Reed's really starting to narrow the nail on his game. I think at $9,000 on this field, definitely worth a sprinkle in if you're doing 20 lineups. I would definitely okay. include him in one because he's, he's 26th at the players, 35th at the Masters. He got 42nd in the Mexico Open. Um, but the only reason is because he had a four over day on Sunday, he's on the leaderboard in terms of everything else. So I kind of like his chances at $9,000 and it'd be bad to not talk about him at that price point. So, so Patrick Reed had a great three and a half days of golf yes. this past week. And then he sat there and did his Patrick Reed thing on the back nine on Sunday and shot four over and the true Patrick Reed came out. So I, I will take it into account that, he did not completely fail everybody last week in terms of bets, but that did not give me the confidence to like him at all in the nine K range still. So until the, until they, until the odds betters and the draft books and everybody else wants to drop his price off of the nine K range, I'm staying away from him by like a 10 foot pole. Like I don't, we, we're doing COVID boundaries right now with Patrick Reed. All right. We're not touching him. I'm not worrying yeah. about it. I'm not getting in within six feet of him, but if you want to get risky, get a little ballsy. I don't blame you for, uh, for picking Patrick Reed. 
Yeah, I, I just kind of really like it. I mean, obviously, if you're taking a look at nine holes versus 63 good ones, you're going to have that opinion. And I'm not blaming you for it. Obviously, he did choke it. But I think at $9,000 in a field that, like you said, is not a master's level field, there are players just worth a sprinkle. Obviously, it's not going to be your number one guy. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. If he can be your, if he can be your third or fourth guy, then, then obviously it's a little different. But just, not for me personally. I'll, yeah. I'll ask for somebody else to figure out still. I'm not like me. All right. You ready for the AK range or do you want to talk about who do we got left? No, who do we not talk. I'm, about? I'm, I'm going, well, we can talk about Keegan Bradley and Terrell Hatton. Terrell Hatton's always going to be good. Yeah. There's no fine. reason to not put him in your lineup. He's missed one cut. And that was in November of last year. The Hewler Packard, I think just a stud Keegan Bradley's come out of nowhere um, this year, but he hasn't played in over a month. Um, so I'm just not having him as super high on my radar for that reason. Um, but I'm totally okay going to the AK range if you are. Well, all right. I'm just going to say this on Keegan Bradley. He does great when nobody expects him to do great. But I feel like there's a little bit of expectation on him this week. So that's why I'm staying away from him. As bad as that yeah. sounds. So, all right. AK range we go. What do We got Cameron Young at 8K all the way up to Paul Casey at 8,800. Yeah. I mean, I texted you last week and i, I go like him as well i have a weird feeling about max homer this week i just a weird feeling so i i definitely like his chances this week um at 8600 and i really like siwoo kim okay definitely i see that he's playing a ton yep he's he's taken two weeks or three weeks off rather but he's played 17 events and made 15 cuts i mean the only guy that i think um, has played more than him is Aaron Rye, but that also might be 17. Um, or Sepp Straka, rather, has 19. But he's just been playing a ton, and I just – I don't know. I just caught my eye this week. No, I get that. Um, I'm I'm very big on Max Homa. I, I, I can't – I don't know what about Siwoo scares me. It's every time. I'm, I always want to pick him, and I can never, like, actually get to the point at the end of the day where, like, I click his button. Like, like I always want to get to him, and I just never can. Yeah. Um, I don't mind Sergio this week. This is – this screams old man golf course. Sorry, I'm going to say it. Like, older, older guy golf course because of the fact that it is a shorter golf course. So, I, I don't hate Sergio this week. I think he's very viable if you want to do that. Yeah, I mean, he's playing some great golf. I mean, you look at his worst finish. Everything has been in the top 40, except something that happened in August of last year. Yep. Like it's, it's, he's doing so good or September rather. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm solidly on Sergio. Again, it's a little tough to get to that price when you have Max Homa directly below him at 8,600. Cause I think realistically, when I go to that number, I hit Max Homa before Sergio. Yeah. Um, but I like both of them. I'm, I'm still scared of Paul Casey with all these injuries he's been dealing with. I know he, he withdrew from the masters and everything too. So I'm a little weary on him. I'm going to hold off on him until I see him play a, a full week and, and kind of know that he's prepared. Um, but yeah, those are those are really my two guys. I think Cameron Young could be sneaky at AK. I think that's a very yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of a flashy pick. That'll be a good one. I think Paul Casey, Paul Casey is, yeah, it was back spasms and not necessarily an injury, but I totally agree with you. I'm not necessarily going after him. Oh, but sorry. Yeah, back, it, I just saw back and I was like, oh no, yeah, you're good. Injury, right. Um it, he is one of the best ball strikers of all time. So if he gets the driver on plane and has a full week, I would anticipate him being on the leaderboard. But like you said, it's just 
it's too close to make a pick on him. I like any of those four guys in the middle. Garcia, Homa, Siwu, Seamus Power. I'm, I'm here for it. I like that group right there. That, Maybe Webb Simpson's worth a sprinkle too. Yeah, I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be popular for whatever reason this week. And so I could I could see him being decent too. But I yes. I personally like are we good on AK Rangers or I'm good. Talk? All right. I love Matt Kuchar this week. Again, old man. Really? I love he's old been man playing ball. his last two tournaments. I think are like top five. So exactly and he's and he's coming in he's coming in hot and this is again this is an old man golf course i am here for cooch this week i hope he does well hey i'm here for it i like johnny vegas this week you like vegas all right like yeah i mean he hasn't like i said minus the players championship which i don't obviously count in terms of anything else his last three starts have been 27 4 and 18 like, like you said, it's not necessarily I need to hit it as far as I humanly can, put it in the fairway, get it on the green, and move on. Yes. I like his chances this week, but let's talk about the man, the myth, the legend, Keith Mitchell really quick. Oh, I thought you were going to man, myth, legend, the Gim Reaper, but okay. All right, we'll go to Keith. I like Gim this week, too. Not as high on him as Keith Mitchell. Keith Mitchell has not let me down when I bet him. Yep. He's officially back in the money for me, so <laughs> hopefully a good week. And if I'm betting him, that means he's probably going to have a good week, unless I jinx it. I love I love Gimme, but I think he's he's in a tough price range because with Mitchell and Harmon on either sides of him, I like both of those guys. Or if you go down two hundred, I like Seb Straka as well. Uh, but I, yep. I do like Keith Mitchell. I think he's gonna do. I think he's gonna be good this week, or at least I hope he's good this week because I have him sprinkled in in a couple of spots. But yeah, I'm big on Seb Straka this week. I am. A, I'm a big fan of Sebi. I hope he does well. I know he's been playing a lot, but he finally took a week off. When was that? Last week? Two weeks ago? Sup? Yeah, I don't think I saw him last week. Or yeah, the I don't week think before. he was there last week. Yeah. I, 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 I keep losing track of Sep because he plays every week. So I'm so used to not seeing him that I finally didn't see him one week and I lost my mind. But yeah, yeah. I'm excited for Sep to come back. I also like Brian Harmon in this group just for the yep. consistency of old man golf. And then for the first time ever. Joel Damon, welcome to the squad. Yeah, I love Joel. I'm I'm a big believer in Joel, so I'll let you take this one. I, <laughs> Thank I, you. I, I, I can always I can always go for Joel Dobbin, but go. Yeah, I'll take him off you this week. Yeah, go go wild. This is all yours. Let's yeah, and then I'm not necessarily super high on anyone. Else. Maybe Kiriyama coming off a really good week, getting some momentum coming into this, but there's not necessarily another guy at seven i mean listen i kind of it is so crazy to see matt wolf at seven thousand. that it is just it's honestly unfathomable because last year you didn't see him below 10.5 it felt like so yep. it's crazy to see him but you know his weakness is his driver so even at seven thousand, i'm avoiding him. I, I, uh, I say him all the time, but he's always great. If you just want somebody that's kind of consistent, Mark Hubbard's a good one at 7,100. Again, if you just need to, if you need kind of a roster filler, as bad as that sounds, yeah. no, no offense, Mark, but you're great at getting, you know, somewhere between 20th and 45th. <laughs> so that's, yeah, it does that's the job option if you need it. I think Nate Lashley, obviously he did me well last week. I don't know if I will be putting him in FanDuel or DraftKings, but if you want a flyer in terms of bets, I don't blame you this week. He does have the uh, the recent history to go off of. Um, man, Matt Wolf is tempting at 7K, though. I, I'm not drivers the struggle, that's, but yeah, that is so crazy to see him that low. 
that's all you so we'll leave well, i just said no but hey if yeah. anyone listening wants to take him let us know how we do. Well, i guess we'll figure it out but all right and then the last guy or well, no i have all one right, guy okay. grayson sig he's he's just had momentum like you said minus the honda classic 42nd is his worst finish in the year of 2022 or excuse me he guess he got 68 at arnold palmer but no. other than that it's been pretty consistent so at 7,000, I mean, he's a sprinkle on a lot of squads that I'm in. But, yeah, I'm ready otherwise to go to 6K. All right, let's do it. Down to 6K. I love my boy, who I have all over the place, Ryan Armour. Now, you're going to be like, who the hell is Ryan Armour and why do you have him in your lineup? But in as funny as it sounds, in 2018, he was actually second to Francesco Molinari in, the, like, in that tournament. So I don't dislike him. He's also first on tour right now in driver accuracy. So he is the best driver off the tee. So I am completely in it for Ryan Armour. I, I love him at 6,800 this week, and I think he's great to fill out the bottom of your lineup. Nice. I like it. Then um, I'll go. I'll just jump off that. I mean, yeah. I'm going back to the well and Kier Dechiar for the Barnett. Best okay. iron striker. I mean, I sent Liam and – Another buddy of ours, a picture of his irons after one season. His sweet spot accuracy is disgusting. Like he is so good. And then I'm going back to the well on Satoshi Kodaira as I well as Kodaira Wesley Bryan. Yep. Wait, Wesley Bryan, you like him this week? He didn't let me down last week. 33rd, uh, missed the cut at RBC and then 15th at Corrales. Two out of his last three with top 35 picks at 16,400 if you're down here. That is probably the best pick you can get. Okay, that's fair. Um, all right, I I don't hate your Arf. Gosh, I'm not I'm I'm not Arf and Barnard. Thank you. I don't I don't hate that pick this week. I don't know about. I don't know about that one there with Wesley Bryant, but okay. Um, we'll I circle back. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that one next week. That's fine. Um, I do like KH Lee. Always, I think he's a sneaky pick at 6,900. I mean, he's going to make a lot of cuts. Um, I don't, I, I really want to stay above 6,500 if at all possible. I mean, Kodaira is a, is a flyer, but I really don't have any other names up below 6,500 that I even want to get close yeah, this week. I'll go with the last guy that I have. And again, if your searching's down here, you, need to probably rethink your lineup but turk pettit um coming off the corn ferry tour got two sponsor exemptions um earlier this year or well, one's mexico and one's this week i saw his name in a, a couple times and pretty even first round we just shot one over and then 67 70 70 finished 50 51st i'm sorry if you're looking for a guy at six thousand, it's not your worst option um but I, I don't know why I have my eye on him this week. But like I said, if you're searching down here at 6K, then you probably got to rethink your lineup. I'm just going to say one word. Who? But hey. that, that's all. If, you, if, you, if you're stuck down there, go for it. We'll circle back in two weeks when he's like 35th because I talked about a guy that's a flyer like that. Exactly. All right. So let's, let's go through and discuss our, our DK lineups as a whole then. Why don't you start? Because I always take first. So why don't you okay. go ahead? Okay. All right. In DK, I'm going to start up at the top at Corey Connors. And then I'm going to go Gary Woodland. So Corey Connors is 10-1. Gary Woodland is 9-1. 
And I'm going to go Homa at 8-6. I'm going to go Keith Mitchell at 7-8. I'm going to make a change and go jo- – I'm still doing Keith Mitchell, but I'm going to now do Joel Dahman at 7-6. And then I'm going to do Ryan Armour at 6-8. Those are going to be my six guys. Gotcha. I got Corey Connors, 10-1. Mark Leishman, 9-7. Russell Henley, 9-3, Sepp Straka, 7-6, Kiradechi, 6-7, and then Satoshi Kodaira, 6-4, with $200 remaining, but I love that one. Yeah, see, I just switched off of Sepp Straka to Damen, and so now, hmm, I'm, all right, that might be my switch if I change anything, because now <laughs> that you're saying Sepp Straka, I hate it, because I'm like, dang it, he's going to have the leg up on me with Sepp Straka. Okay. All right, that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll TBD that. You'll, you, as always, I'll tinker and you'll see the final lineups on social media. Yeah, exactly. Tinker. So, all right. Well, I, I, I like that. I think that Hen, I think Henley and gosh. Yeah, it'll be popular, but it'll work though. Yeah, Leishman, Leishman and Henley, it's going to suck because they're going to be very popular and they're going to do well. Yeah. And, and then gonna... I'll jump um, into FanDuel then because I also have some popular picks and Corey Connors expensive in FanDuel in 11-7 Leishman 11-2 Sepp Straka 9-5 Johnny Vegas 9-8 Max Homa 10-6 and then Satoshi Kodaira in 7-2 there you go I uh okay interesting all right I've I actually felt like I did a little little differently than you did there but that'll work um gosh I really I really hope Really hope Leishman doesn't do well, or else you were kicking my ass this week. <laughs> okay. Um, for FanDuel, I had Corey Connors at 11-7. I did Abraham Answer at 11-4. I did Max Homa at 10-6. I did Matt Kuchar at 9-9. I did Mark Hubbard at 8-5. And then I'm either going to do Brian Stewart or KH Lee at 7-9. Yeah, I that's going to be a yet. tough one. By the way, did you see in – FanDuel that um oh my gosh Matt Wolf is 9k yeah it makes no sense I'm never I'm never touching him at 9k in in FanDuel yeah that that just shocked me especially coming from everything that was in um DraftKings but I like the lineups that we have I'm sure they'll change by the end of tonight yeah so that's true cool awesome I'll get into bets then unless you have anything else to add I, I did just think about this. I was quickly looking over the driving accuracy um, online, and it looks like Tyler Duncan, who isn't 6,900, is fifth on tour this year in driving accuracy. Mm. So he's a top five guy that, that could be very interesting. He's been making a couple cuts. So don't hate that pick if I need to maybe switch it up off of uh, off of like a Brian Stewart or something or a Cage Lee. Interesting. Yeah, I I'll take you. a look at it. All right, let's get let's get to bets though. What do you got? How many bets you got? Six. Okay. Of <laughs> and more to come, of course. But right now, Sep Straka, just to get top 40 alone is plus 115. I mean, obviously that's such when I look at odds, I don't necessarily look like I think Sep Straka can get top 20 very easily. But if you have such good odds like that at top 40, I think any opportunity to just pretty much guarantee yourself extra money is the way to go. So I found him at plus 115 on top 40. I have Johnny Vegas, top 40 is plus 135, which is nuts. Um, I have 
Roar, or excuse me, Max Homa at top 40 is minus 125. Again, if, do I think he can get top 20? Yeah, but if you're so close to scratch on the bet, plus or minus 125 is still good. And I have Corey Connors top 20 at minus 120. Rory top 20 at minus 140. Joel Damon plus 110 beating Matt Kuchar. And then um, I did have a Mark Leishman bet, but I am struggling to read that right now. So I'm going to go back and look at that while you do your bets. All right. Sorry about that. We dealt with a small technical issue there. So there's a small gap. Jack, what was your uh, Mark Leishman bet? Oh, yeah, sure. So I found this crazy, crazy, crazy. What I think is for Mark Leishman, top 20 is plus 115. I really like him there. Like I said, I think he's going to win the tournament. If you're feeling dangerous, he's plus 200 on top 10. I did a little sprinkle on that on personal, but for the bet's sake, I'm only going top 20 on him for this one at plus one. Okay. Well, I found my own interesting top 20 bet, so it's surprising to me that, that you like Leishman there at that number. Let's hear um, So you had six bets. I have five. Um, It is minus seven. (laughs) You have seven now? Oh my gosh. You just keep adding them every minute. All right. Whatever. Heck yeah. No, I can't say I'm an addict because then I'll get suspended. So Uh, I'm going to do Kuchar to make the cut at minus 175. I'm going to do Abraham answer top 20 at plus 160. I'm going to do Brian Harmon top 40. Hmm plus 110. Uh, I also saw Seb Straka top 40 for plus 115. And then I'm going to do Ryan Armour top 40 at plus 240. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, going hard or going home. Uh, I, you know what? Ryan Armour is going to be a lot like Nate Lashley and Patrick Flavin last week. Every week I got one or two guys that are that are down low that I'm really grasping for and hoping they do well this week. Armour's my guy this week. Hey, I mean, if it keeps working, I mean, did not work at the beginning of the year, but you've climbed your way back into a positive number now. So hopefully I'm, that momentum keeps going. I'm working my way up. I'm just trying to find that right level. So we'll see. And then, all right, last last thing, we got to pick winners. So who, who you got this week? Who are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I already talked about it. I think Leishman has it down. I think that just he's going to be really good. But if you're looking for someone not as boring as you like to call me out for, I think Seb Strzok has got it. Okay. Yeah. I, I love, I love Seth. I almost thought about taking him. So you're taking Leishman though. Official pick is Leishman. Okay. I, I had, I had three. So leash Leishman makes sense for you. I had three names listed for me that were all, I always leave myself a couple options because since Jack usually goes first, uh, my three names are Corey Connors, Max Homa and Seth Straka. So you mentioned Sep. I'll hold. I think I'm going to hold off on him. And I do. You know he's I, winning now because we both set him and didn't pick him, right? Yeah, probably. And I'm going to hold off on Connors as well. I'm going to go Max Homa. I think he's going to be my winner this week. I'm going to. I'm going to stick with Max. You know, I, I just hope that his golf game this week is as good as his social media game is normally. And then if it is, I should have no problems. And so I. I do like Max Homa this week. And so. Let's hope that that works out for me. I need to get back on the back on the streak. It was fun when I was beating you in winners, at least, because then I was at least doing good at something. 
<laughs> you were beating me at one of the three category, yeah, four but, categories. Yeah, but last week you beat me at everything, and that sucks. I want to. No, it's I great. I can do I that kick every your week. ass, and I want to win money. And right now I'm only winning money, and you're still kicking my ass. So hey, we're, money's we're, better than pride. So, all right. Is there anything else that you can think of, Jack? Yeah, I think if it's not one of the big dogs winning this tournament, I genuinely could see it being one of the guys that we didn't even talk about. Um, I think there's a ton of names out there that could just come out and surprise at a, at a course like this. Like you said, if you're in the fairway, you're going to do well in this tournament. And if your proximity to the hole is exactly what it's supposed to be, you're going to be dangerous in this leaderboard. So of everything we talked about, uh, you know, a winner could come out of absolutely nowhere, which is not something I say for any other tournament. So I would keep an eye out for that as well. Definitely. And one last thing, I know that this podcast is obviously coming out a little bit later on Tuesday. Um, we would like to apologize. Betting odds were not really out last night. Normally we record this late, late Monday night. Right now it's Tuesday about midday. We just try to get things in when we can. We, we didn't feel right making the podcast late last night without really any betting odds because obviously that is what I would consider about half of our podcast as a whole is yeah, if you guys just wanted top fives that were available and three-way matchups then we should have done it last night but there's no way we could have done a full episode with yeah. nothing being released because there were so many withdrawals what was there five or six that happened yesterday yeah there was a lot of withdrawals so we wanted to kind of hold off make sure everything kind of stabilized and made sure that we had the proper amounts of bets. So now that the bets are all in and we got all withdrawals done, by the way, check your lineups. Make sure that you don't have somebody that somehow withdraw withdrew in there. Pat um, Perez withdrew, for yeah, example. Yeah, I just saw Pat Perez just, just withdrew in the last, I don't know, six hours because I could have sworn I had in my lineup late last night. No, all of a sudden I didn't. So just keep an eye on that. Um, but as always, apologies for the late, late relative episode. We just wanted to make sure that we had all the information out first. Uh, but I appreciate you guys listening along with us. As always, please follow us on social media at the Turn Dogs Golf Pod on Twitter. Go talk to Jack. Tell him what you're thinking this week. Who's going to win? I mean, just interact with us. Let us know how you're feeling. Yeah, I feel lonely when I tweet out and no one says anything. Come help a guy out. Come on. Of course, of course. All right. Have a good one. Let's go out there and just win a bunch of money, everybody. Let's have a good week. I mean, we just came off another good week. Let's keep the good vibes going. It's going to be a good one. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go get some money. Let's keep doubling up, baby. Take it easy.